I couldn't hear it first. Um, hi, everybody. Um, you're listening to Otherland Dreams, and I am Lady Stars and Fire, and we're here with Hill Hippie. Who? Oh, me. Hi. Hey, can you? I can't hear me. I can't hear me well. Well, now it's loud, loud. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It was already pretty high up there, so I had to uh, just jump it up quite a bit. See what was working for you. I was like, um. But, but I don't feel like I'm on. <laughs> but you're always loud. Well, yeah. I, I'm not going to deny that. I'm a loud, I'm loud ass person. <laughs> as long as you can admit that. Oh, yeah, no. I'm a Leo. That's part of what I am. I roar. That's that's the way that goes. Um, And I can't help but to laugh. Before. We're go- Tonight's show, we're going to be talking about uh, the links. As a spirit guide, totem, and so forth, all of the spirit medicine that goes with the lynx animal. But uh, I, I'm just going to throw a shout out at the fact of I was listening to you on Shock Monkey Radio tonight. Okay. And I, as soon as the music started, I started laughing because of you talking about having your dream. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it until the music started, and I was like, I remembered you talking about the dream, and then I, I just, I was, I completely went into home. <laughs> you want to hear a behind-the-scenes secret? <clears throat> Go ahead. That wasn't a dream. That wasn't a dream? No, literally in the five minutes I had from the time I got off work, and on the ride home, I was putting in the daily log for what everybody on the job site was doing. I had five minutes to say, okay, I, I don't, I can't put together a, an accurate, good, full Hill Hippies Garden. <laughs> okay, so I had been listening to previous episodes of Shock Monkeys over the weekend. And on one of them, I had mentioned, it's like, yeah, Rhonda Rousey, she's kind of hot. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like her for, for her to beat me up. <laughs> and that popped immediately into my head from was that moment of hearing that on the radio. What can I do with that? Okay, she's with WWE. And literally, I just script some, uh, scripted something in my head in five minutes. You just let your mind go wild. That's what yeah. you did. That's <laughs> okay. I mean, like that that's cool. I mean, it was funny. It's just as soon as the music started, I was like, now all I can think about is that dream <laughs> talking about. <laughs> so what were you thinking about? Rhonda Rousey's thighs about my uh around my neck, which I could think about all day. No, actually I was Or The Undertaker <laughs> the just Undertaker. D- just destroying me. <laughs> after I'd summoned him to the Underland Dreams theme. <laughs> the Undertaker is what got me. I was like, that man's head is fucking twisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not that I dreamt that. I came up with that in five minutes, so that's how fucked up my brain actually is. <laughs> but you know what? That's fun. That's fun. That's fine. <laughs> so for those of y'all who are listening to this now uh, or wondering what in the hell we're talking about, uh, go back to Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, today's episode, I'm not sure what it's actually the title is yet, uh, but check it out, you know. 
uh, February 26th episode. There's some good stuff in there. It was a really solid episode. Me and uh, the Madman Lore case were just, I felt like we were on fire today. We were just firing on all cylinders. We were making some really, really stupid comments. And one of them was my quote-unquote dream about Ronda Rousey beating uh, beating my ass, then me trying to pick a fight with the WWE wrestler, him beating my ass, and then the Undertaker being summoned by me because of Otherland Dreams. And then after he beat the guy who beat my ass, beating my ass for summoning him for messing with powers I can't handle. <laughs> it, it's, His mind it, has way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in five minutes. That was five minutes. <laughs> I was laughing. I couldn't help it. All right, but let's get back on to tonight's show. Oh, and before I actually get into that, I have good news. Yay me. Yay me. All right. Yay me. Yay me. Yay me. Oh, I, I know where you're going. I know. Yay me. I finally am. Well, a lot of people have probably already heard this, but I'm sorry. I Congratulations. I get, to brag. I get to brag a little bit. For three years, I've been studying my uh, shamanin. Shamanin. My shamanic. Shamanic. <laughs> so, yeah. My schooling for the last three years for level one, two, and three. And I have now completely... Finished it, and I am a certified level three shamanic practitioner. Yay! I'm so proud of me. I'm sorry, but I get to be proud of me for once. I'm proud of you as well. <laughs> okay, now, um, tonight's show is all about the lynx. The animal, the spirit guide, totem, and so forth. The spirit kin. Yes, and I, I was really just pulled to lynx this week. <laughs> I'm really being pulled to lynx for the energy that's coming in for the whole month of March anyway. So I was like, well, we might as well just go that direction with the, with it. But before I get talking directly about it, a lot of people do confuse the bobcat with the lynx. Now, the bobcat is kin. It does carry the genes of the lynx. But technically, I think there's four different kinds. Uh, there's, the way my uh, understanding is... A bobcat is a lynx, but uh, all bobcats are lynx, but not all lynx are bobcats. Because it's about the shape of the tail. That makes the definition, the true definition between a bobcat and lynx. Well, there's a couple different altogether. And I don't have all of them because I don't have all of that much time. But I'm going to give you a little bit of stuff that I did dig up that will help. You know, if you're not positive, it might help you understand. Um... All middle-sized cats that are belong to the lynx are considered to carry uh, the gene of the lynx, which are bobcats. They're the middle-sized ones. However, the middle-sized cats that are of lynx genes, there are, I think it's three to four different kinds. Like I said, the bobcat is an ancestor. It is carrying the gene of it, but only the lynx carries the full gene. It's not mixed with anything else. Um, you have... The bobcat measures between 28 to 39 inches. The lynx usually is between 31 to 51 inches. Bobcat is found typically in North America and northern Mexico. The lynx is found in Europe, Asia, and North America. Now you also have... The lynx is highly adaptable and can thrive in woodland, woodlands, swamps, mountains, deserts, and even prairies. However, the lynx depends on how thick the forest is covered for the area for which it stays. 
the uh, bobcat actually has 12 different kinds of species, and the lynx has four, which are all genes of the lynx. Now, the uh, the lynx, I mean, sorry, the, the, the ears are shorter, basically, on the bobcat. They mm -hmm. also have smaller paws and shorter legs. They are shorter and more spotted. They, um, their tail typically is the black tip on the top. But then we have the longer ears, or the tur turfs, tufts, how do you pronounce that? T-U-F-T-S. Tufts. Tufts. Okay, because that would be the pieces that hang off of the ears. Um, on lynx are longer. And then the lynx have larger paws, and they are longer legs in general. Um, they are mostly gray, but they also have the black tip uh, as far as you know, the idea of what they look like. Now, I'm not going to get too much more into that because truthfully, there's so much more about that I can talk about. And if I do that, I'll be on that all night. So I'm going to jump into the next subject here and figure out where I want to go from there. As soon as I can get this to pop up. So uh, one of the most interesting things about the lynx is how closely it is connected to its primary uh, prey. And I'm going to focus on the, the Canadian lynx here. And its primary prey is the snowshoe hare. And there has been scientific studies that link, <laughs> pun not intended, the <laughs> number of lynx to the number of snowshoe hares. As the population of snowshoe hares go down, the population of the lynx goes down. So it's one of those connections where a lot of people who are... A snow, uh, a lynx totem, will probably have somebody in their lives that is a snowshoe hare totem. Okay. Just because of how closely connected those two species are in the natural wild, and it comes to mind out that those who have the spirit kin of the lynx and the hare, they're usually drawn together, and it is not like the lynx person is domineering over top of the, the the hair person in any way, shape, or form. It's just that the connection on between, you know, the spirit kin world and the, the natural world is so close that it mirrors itself in that way in the middle realm. Yeah. I mean, lynx is one of my guides. Um, lynx, for me, it pops up when it's, you need to see the secrets that aren't being shown. Right. Typically. Um, and, and usually he comes with snow for me in general. But, I mean, I don't want to get directly into what he is for me because, you know, what... I And when I tell people all the time when they do, you know, animal medicine in any way, shape, or form, whether it's the guide, the totem, whatever, I mean, just because it works this way for me does not mean it will work that way for you. So I give you all of the different associations so that at least when when it comes and it is part of your life, even if it's not a... a a guy that's going to be with you forever or your totem may just have a message for you at this time. It will help you, you know, sift your way through its medicine and help to understand it. With that being said, let me just jump into some of the associations and then we'll keep continue going on. Um, it's awareness. It speaks to you about change, comfort, confidence, intuitions. What? Oh, um, 
loyalty, passion, patience, playfulness, secrets, um, self, the, the self itself. It's a teacher. It teaches you to trust. It teaches you about truth and it teaches you about understanding. Now, um, it has been long said that the length is all known to be about a second sight. Right. It, it brings on, in fact, that's not where I wanted to go with it. it I'm sorry, what I was looking at. Um, it is, it is, it brings on second sight, but it is the master seer, is what it's considered to be. It's a master seer, seer, it is gifted with that second sight. It and it's not only so much second sight, especially with those who have are associated with that spirit kin or totem animal, depending on how you want to phrase it. It's they're also very auditory connected. They can hear things that others can't hear. They can pick up on things that others can't That's pick up on. That's what I was going with. Exactly. I was going to say, because with that second sight, it's also possessing the ability to see through the solid objects and see through the different dimensions. Comes with that as well. Mm -hmm. um, it has the sight to see and hear the soul of someone and their thoughts and their intuitions and their intentions all at the same time. This is why the Lynx is known to be the seer of all the secrets, for the most part. That's where it gets its biggest name from. Um, it is a power animal that can bring, that is, bleh, a power animal it that can It doesn't bring hear. bleh. <laughs> How dare you? You poo-pooed on our, you, you poo-pooed on our listeners that are spirit kins with the Lynx. Uh, the thingy's out again. <laughs> Sorry, I was letting you know so I could go on. Link's power animal can hear your thoughts. It can tell through its ears, basically. It's, it's tall, tuft ears. It helps it to evolve is the idea that was given to it. I'm sorry. I was expecting you to give me some kind of stupid look and say something, which brings about it's some sort of stupid look. <laughs> hey, I, I reserve this for special people. One, two, three. Right at you. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm kind of used to getting that from you from time to time. Like, what the hell are you doing now? <laughs> Okay, and has evolved. Its ability is, you know, to be able to hear through what is already silent. It hears mm -hmm. past the silence and, and has a higher vibrational energy because of that. And it works through the uncomfortability, uncomfortable of that rare ability as it helps you move forward. So it brings you to a deeper knowledge of truth and a deeper knowledge of what the heart is really has to say, that we really typically don't get into the heart that deep. Well, and that comes to play in because the lynx is such a solitary animal. Yes. It spends so much time in solitude. Even the young do not stay with the mothers very long. Once the, the male and the female have mated, the male departs. Dead be dead. Hashtag. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Once the the child is born, it's only with its mother for a very, very short time, relatively speaking, in the terms of child rearing, even for a mammal of that size. 
and the child is left out on its own. So it's learned to stay in solitude, to figure out what's going on around it, to see which is not seen, to hear that which is not heard, to divine that which it needs in order to make its way in this world. Exactly, because basically what Hill Hubby is saying is, is exactly right. But the way that I was, I looked it up was given to me as it's, it brings it that deeper connection to the great spirit, to the all knowing because of its aloneness, right? Because of that solitary. Exactly what I'm saying. I know, but me and you have our way of like, I say it one way, you say it another and we both get into the same subject, but maybe somebody needs to hear it my funky way. (laughs) I'm just, hey, more often than not, you're the one speaking. So when I speak up, it, 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 it's a rare, it's a rare treat. Not that it's an actual treat, but, but you know, you take the high road. You're the astrologer. I'm the more earthbound person. So you're talking about the spirit side of it. I'm talking about how the animals' activities can be related and how it transitions into that spiritual way. I'm make, I'm building bridges. <laughs> building bridges. I'm working really hard at it. I have come to build a bridge, so come, let's build. And if anybody doesn't know that reference, check out Nako and Medicine for the People. Beautiful band. <laughs> I like that band. I need to pay more attention. I do like that band because every time you've paid any, paid, played any of the music for me, I've been very happy with it. You just don't have nothing left to say about that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I you, expected you, you to say something. You get. I said, check out the band. You said, I agree, basically. Yeah. And what am I going to say with that? Yes, I agree with your agreements <laughs> in my statement. Okay, I'll, I'll shut right up. I'm <laughs> I mean, just going to shut up. <laughs> yes, I agree with her agreements and my agreements of her agreements with my statement. <coughs> uh, that sound, seems like the most self serving type of egotisticalism <laughs> and we're all about you know moving past ego and ego we're, you know we're all striving for ego death and true connection <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it, it, it's just the way you're looking at me okay anyway uh, I did not realize until I was digging around on this and I just popped back up on it uh, in Norse mythology Freya is connected to the lynx and I did not know that mm-hmm and it, basically, I mean, I found that incredibly surprising because I just did not realize it. That um, basically, she, the links had to do with leading the chariots for her. Right. I did not know that. And I found that interesting. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, I'm sure you know more because you already look like you know more. Actually, what I've got is I've got a link. That I'm we're gonna put into the podcast description versus going into all three of these different stories, but I've got three different stories here that are through uh, the University of Alberta, Canada, that reference the links. And uh, again, that link will be in the description of this podcast, so you can check it out and read the uh, the base stories for themselves because they're very paraphrased and you can do your research on them from there and they're, they're very interesting very interesting uh, try that again very interesting uh one of them is called uh Helvinius's boast the uh, colon the eyes of the lynx next one's called devil in the dark and the tor- uh the third one is called torches of the lynch no uh lynch no b obi lynch no o 
Lynch no bio. Yeah. I didn't do my research on how to pronounce that word. I just did. I run across this particular link right before the show. So apologies for not being able to pronounce that correctly. He sounds like me. For once. <laughs> but an interesting part of that word is to know it. that one means a person who works or labors at night and sleeps during the day. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Thus why Lynx is one of your guides. <laughs> Yeah, I see because Lynx pops up with his eyes first before anything when it, when I see him. Okay. Um, yeah, here. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Lynch no bites. Lynch no bites? Lynch no bite. Lynch no bites being the plural. Lynch no bite. I, 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 that sounds weird, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's just exactly where my mind went when you said that. I was like, but, but I like it. That's just like our show. We sound weird, but people like us. And thank you for liking us. Yes, thank you for liking us. Thank you for being normally weird like us. Yes. Because you know what? Normal is boring. What is normal and exactly but average? And who in life has strived to be average? My, I, I say all the time. I don't care if people get it or not. I'm like, if 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 you can't be you for all of the weird, nerdy, dorky, whatever, funky stuff that is the is you, then the people who who are in your life don't love you anyway because you're not being you. Right. So, I mean, you need to be you in order to find out who really will be part of your tribe. Okay. Some spiritual and metaphysical powers and meanings that go with the links and trusting your instincts. Sorry, I choked on my own tongue for a second. I've been <laughs> sick. <laughs> um is it speaks to us of mysterious and sultry energies as well. She uh, knows the power of silence, <clears throat> the power of words, and how to use those words in magical potions, in magical ways. So it speaks to us also of her craft with the words and their spiritual power of healing. There are many chants that you can look up that will deal with that with the links as a spiritual healer as well. Right. Now, I don't have any of them off the top of my head because, like I said, I don't teach spells and so forth, but you can look into that stuff and bring it up um, and, and so that you can bring that into your own special, you know, work with the links itself. But you can trust your instincts when you are dealing with the links um, and understanding being... What she's be, what what the lynx is trying to tell you about the movement and exercise of your own tai chi, basically, as you are coming into the abilities of understanding your own awakening and advancing quickly with the very movement of how she deals with your solar plexus. So it is it, it's also deals with your actual power of will. So she helps you strengthen that because that has to do with her ability to, um, ah, I moved the thingy. Um, it has to do with her, her working with, as like the natives, Native Americans put it, the idea of, um, 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 I don't want to say God. I'm trying to figure out the great spirit. There you go. <laughs> it was not coming out of my mouth for the life of me. Um, okay. Sorry, it was. I got stuck for a moment. 
<laughs> it happens. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get into some more stuff here. And uh, <clears throat> with that being said, you know, the way that the Great Spirit connects is a mystery to us all. So the way that the length speaks to, let's say, Lady Stars and Fire versus the way that since she does have the links as one of her spirit can or her spirit guides versus the way he would speak to me not having it as a guide might be two different things versus the way it might speak to you who would have it as a totem. So just because we say one thing, it, you might interpret it slightly different in your own life and the way the messages are perceived by you. Well, exactly, because in a form, and I'm don't don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you know Lynx is Great Spirit, but I'm saying it has its own connection to Great Spirit, which also so do you, because right. it's within you. Now, it's going to communicate with you in the way that only you know what it may mean. Now, you've heard me on the show before, you know bring up, you know, that I've had a vision or I've had a journey or I've had a dream and I don't really know, maybe, what would your take be on this, you know? And that's because I'm searching for answers versus what I think I already know because, you know, sometimes, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, I mean, I make mistakes. Sometimes I know exactly what my spirit guides are telling me from whatever the journey is or whatever reason that animal guide or whatever is given to me. I know exactly what it means. I can feel it in my heart and soul. That intuition is there. It's the gut feeling. I know what you mean. And then sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's when I come back and I'm like, yo, so what, what do you think that might have been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That exactly. So, you know. Those... I hope that was on split screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I hope so. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he, he dipped. <laughs> okay. I get it. But some of the uh, other things that can go with the, the links as a spirit guide is the sp it will speak to you about understanding the truth, the truth of all things, the truth behind all the secrets that are above us. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, it will speak to us of what the links. Its secrets know and what it can teach us from, you know, like that great spirit energy. But it can also speak to us of understanding deeper truths of ourselves and moving past things that we needed to, to heal and evolve so that we can get rid of the old beliefs, the old habits, and start to, like I said, evolve, heal, and move on. But Lynx has a way, like, like, Hill Hippie was saying earlier, spent so much time alone that it also speaks to us typically in its body language. So it has a lot to do with understanding the body language. And I, I tell people, especially when you're dealing with animals as guides, I mean, trust your intuition, trust your gut. I mean, you may need to ask questions, but I mean, if, if you're in a journey or whatever and you just feel it in your heart and soul that whatever the funky thing is that that animal did, you should be able to trust in that and know it. Now, like you just heard me say, there's times I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, so yeah, you're going to have to dig around sometimes and, and, and whatnot. But if you f are trusting the body language, you know, and 
feel its truth in your your heart and soul, of your gut of what it is, then stick with that because that's always going to be right. The Lynx is also going to speak to you about changes that are appearing in your life and um, what you should be looking for for within those changes, what different routes you might be taking, old routines that may be changing, things that maybe you need to change in order to move forward. So it's bringing up truth, but it's also giving it a, a bigger depth behind it. And also, how are your own patterns hiding you from what you need to see? Because think of the, the size of the lynx paws. They're like snowshoes. Yeah. They're used to padding along silently and unnoticed. <laughs> and is that your pattern in life of to be, you know, being hidden, being behind the scenes and not doing what you should be doing because it's comfortable not being noticed? Not always do you need to be legless walking on the snow. Sometimes you got to trudge into it and feel the cold and feel the wet in order to really experience what's going on in your life to know where you need to uh, move forward at. It speaks to you also about camouflage. How can you stay camouflaged mm-hmm. and still be part of everything at the same time? You're really good at that. You at, are. At being camouflaged? Yeah. No, I mean, you're good at that in the sense of, because I've noticed that about you. You're like, la, 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 la. And then I'm like, when did you show up? I've been that way since I was a small child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I've noticed, I'm like, la, la. hi. Mm. <laughs> I just thought of that just then when, when I was talking, because I'm not putting you with the links in general, but I'm like, yeah, Lepi does this to me often. <laughs> I've, I've, I cannot honestly give you an answer as to why that is. I remember specifically going with a group of uh, kids, and I want to say we were probably between the age of 10 and 13, 14, 14 max. And we went down to Carowinds. Do you know what Carowinds is, right? No. Uh, the Hanna-Barbera theme park in North Carolina. Okay, go ahead. Man, Huckleberry Hound. Okay. Oh, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> but I'm in this group, and there's like three or four adult chaperones. And uh, cause I want to say somewhere in the realm of eight to ten of us kids. So it's not a big group at all. And the lead chaperone is like, oh, my God, where's Devin? And I was literally the first person standing in front of her. I reached my arm out and didn't even have to extend, but like seven or eight inches. And I touched her. It's like, hi. I remember looking up and going, hi. She goes, oh, I didn't see you there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, how in the world do you not see me? I'm right here. You're addressing the group that I am a part of. And I'm in front of this group. How do I not get noticed? That's, But it's been that way my entire life. I blend into crowds. I blend into the environment. It's, I don't know. I, I guess I pop in and out of reality. You might have an animal that's similar to the lynx, just not the lynx. Because like you were just saying too, with like the nocturnal thing. So, and you're not that. But I'm saying that. You may have like a totem somewhere, even that you may not know it yet. Could you be, you know that that has similar aspects because it fits. It's just not one of yours. I mean, at least those areas fit. 
Because, like I said, I mean, it has the link speaks to us. Go ahead. Been getting a lot of weird connections to the Fisher Cat lately. Well, like I mean, you've been growing a lot lately, more than you realize over the past year. Oh, I know, but and you know, it's, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's one of those things, you know, because when I first started, it's like Fisher Cat. Well, there's no connect, no, you know, no currently known or publicized. Let me do the air quotes for the camera here. Um, shamanic connections to specifically the Fisher cat. It's not a well-known animal. So I kind of was like, well, no, okay, well, whatever the fuck that is. I'll just move on about my business. But, you know, it's starting to make more sense. It's, that is almost me. Okay. It, it's it's kind of known, but it's extremely hidden. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, we're kind of getting off of links, but... You know, we'll still give you more information. Feline. But, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, is now not everybody who listens to the show is all about shamanism, but they're into the mystical and, and, and mytholo- mythology and mystical and metaphysical of all of this, or they wouldn't be listening. Oh, well, <clears throat> oh we're not... We're not opposed to people who are not interested in this type of stuff listening to us. Please listen and please learn. If you think we're full of shit, hit me up at Hill Hippie, H I L L H I P P I E, at FXBGPR.com and tell us just how much full of shit you think we are. Because we love interacting with our listeners. <laughs> but my point is, is typically you're into all of this if you're listening. So what I'm saying is, is shamans are known. To have a large variety of guides. I right. mean, they don't have like, I have five guides, you know, and la 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 la. No, they have like hundreds. Yeah. You know, I mean, so and they're as in, you mature. And they're in and out. and Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. As you mature, I, I mean, I already have more than I can count. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to brag. I mean, there's ones right. that pop back up and I'm like. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about you. You know, and I don't mean it with disrespect. It's just they're not always there. Yeah. So like for me personally here lately, Al's been pretty predominant. Uh, Bear is the, uh, Bear's my totem. He's always there. Uh, Blue Jay's been popping up quite a bit, which I didn't even realize was one of my totems <laughs> until recently. Um, you know, Squirrel comes in and out whenever, and Squirrel pops up when it's like, dude, relax, play. <laughs> squirrel, you know, you know. <laughs> Set some nuts aside. Phrasing. And, uh, you know, just make sure you're taken care of. Phrasing. Thank you. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, it's still on one screen. <laughs> you okay. Gotta, you got to change that, the settings on this because it keeps... Yeah. All right. Let me jump back into this before we run out of time. But like I said, it speaks to us about patience. Um, learning how to actually. Oh, good. So that means this yeah. t- the tail smack is going to work. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it speaks to us of, of learning, uh, you know, our own characteristics and how how to mature with that and have patience. Remember, the lynx is alone most of its life, so it has to have patience. Right. Plain and simple. There's no way around that. But it also will speak especially to you about when it's Especially when it's doing its stalking of its connected kin animal on the planet, the snowshoe hare. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's patience comes in many different categories, so to speak. Because right. I mean, it's it's gonna be alone and has a lot of learning to do on its own. It's going to help you get deep 
soul with yourself as well as deep the soul with, you know, your spirituality, you know, and, and the truth of things that are above your normal level of understanding, which would bring you back to that whole idea of, you know, the great spirit and it's speaking to you there. So it's going to be rising, I mean, maturing characteristics within you in a form as it teaches you patience. Because, like, I mean, it has to do with all that, but, like, he, like you know, uh, Hill Hippie was saying just a minute ago, it also has to do with, you know, when it's hunting and different things, there's different reasons for the patience that will help you mature and grow. But it also speaks to you about caution and, you know, how to be, you know, more more cautious about what's going on in your life because that also has to do with the hunting but like again it's it's by itself it's 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 a solid solitude not solitude yeah solitude my brain is just like all right <laughs> so it's it teaches you to listen to your own intuitions within that caution so mm -hmm. that you can understand how to be courageous and still, you know, smart with, with with your actions, so you don't get yourself in trouble. Right. Basically, remember the the smart survivor, the smart hunter, is not without fear. It recognizes that fear is a tool that can be utilized, and it is a double edged weapon. It can be used against you or for your advantage, and it the smart survivor slash hunter uses it for their advantage, just like the lynx. Yes, but that also whips right back around to that. Oh, shit, now I just lost my mind. Um, you lost your mind? I lost my mind a long ass time ago. Oh, I mean, okay. That's nothing new. Uh, and it has to do with uh, uh, camouflage, too, because that camouflage has everything to do with that very teaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it goes hand in hand with it because the camouflage without that mentality means nothing. And the mentality without the camouflage at the same time means nothing. Because you can you can be camouflaged and barge, uh, barging through the woods and it's not going to do you any good because you're without fear. Now, when you're going into the woods camouflaged with fear that you're going to upset your purpose or your prey or that goal of achieving that which you want to achieve and connecting to that higher realm and finding out the mystery of what this message is going to be, then you're going to go in in a much better place, which is why that camouflage and that connection to the fear are, is so important. Right. But see, within that very... Everything that you're saying right here with, you know, the camouflage, the caution, this is all parts of how it teaches you not just how to hunt, but when and when not to know how to pounce. Well, yeah. It, exactly. But I mean, it's, and that's it's part teaching of the same you thing. those very secrets of, you know, getting to the next position. Right. Getting to the next position and understanding what gets you there. Step A versus step D. Right. It's it's like A B C D. It's it's teaching you how to get there. Um, so I mean, it, it 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 it's really working with the intuition and everything else. But let me jump into some 
I want to get to my dreams here because I I have a in my paperwork here as soon as I can get this thingy to pop up. Um, da -da 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 -da. Okay. I'm sorry, but when you, when signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but it's not coming up. That's why it's empty. The file's empty. The folder's empty. The folder's empty. Well, it shouldn't be. Okay. Okay. Sorry, we can't get into that, but I'll post some more stuff about it. Uh, last I'm sorry. It was last minute problems. <laughs> My bad. Technical difficulties. All right. We're going to go into uh, the solar activity, and we actually got something. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> I know. It's been a couple of weeks. But coronal hole number 79. Boy, that sounds dirty, don't it? The coronal hole. <laughs> and if you start thinking about Especially it. Especially when you give it a number. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it ends in a nine. <laughs> he, he upped it from 69 to 79. <laughs> because it's that much better, baby. It's that much better. But coronal hole number 79 is now facing Earth. A solar wind stream flowing from this hole in the sun's atmosphere is expected to reach Earth beginning February 27th. That's tomorrow, y'all. For those of y'all listening live <coughs> or listening tonight. Uh... Minor G1 geomagnetic storming will be possible at higher latitudes. This is good news for those of our listeners that are listening in the higher latitudes. That's going to be good for uh, Aurora Borealis. Uh, geo, uh, G1 geomagnetic storms are, is not going to do any major impact on uh, uh major electrical infrastructure we will start seeing a couple of problems with our satellites our gps's might put us off by a little bit of information our uh, data connections on our cell phones are not going to be as reliable okay i'm gonna back up what you just said because mercury is going retrograde which means for the whole next month i would not be surprised if some of your electronics and all just kind of go on and off Mercury is the planet of communication, so anything that has anything to do with communication, especially when it goes retrograde, tends to be a little bit more funky-doo. Um, so your phones may act up. You may start, make sure that you back up everything, you know, so you, you don't lose anything that's important you, or saved stuff properly and whatnot, because this time is when Mercury just might, you know, really mess with stuff. I mean, this when Mercury goes into retrograde and they tell you more or less, you know, make sure like before you sign your name to anything that you are definitely paying attention and you're reading everything because... It, the, the devil's in the details, so to speak. And you may miss that because it's you're just willing to sign it. Like if you're buying a car or, or, or getting a new house or anything, this is the time to make sure you don't overlook that stuff. You want to read all that stuff, the devil's in the details, like I just said. When Mercury is in retrograde is when you can get screwed over because you're not paying attention and communication's right there, but you didn't acknowledge it. You didn't realize you signed away for it. And you said, okay, I agree to this. All right, with that being said, normally I do the astrology just for the week, but I have the week's information, but the week is not as big of a deal to me as what we're coming into. And I had been sick, so I did not do the uh, weekly he healing messages and the astrology video, so I'm throwing out some of that information right now. As we approach March, 
and we go through March. I'm just saying because with Mercury being in retrograde, Mercury is in shadow of retrograde right now, which means all that communication right at the moment is in shadow. It's kind of evaluating things from a darker point of view before it goes into only communicating with you and Pisces, okay? And this energy is going to be here all month. So this month is kind of like Delusional News Central. Delusional News Central. Delusional News Weekly. All freaking month, okay? You have to understand, retrograde Mercury, communication in the universal 12th house of Pisces, in water, extra emotions, secrets. This is also why I brought up links this week, because the universal 12th house is your secrets. It is your denials. It is everything that you don't want to admit. It's, it's also got uh, Neptune here, and it's not getting along with, Ju with Jupiter, but you have Mercury, Neptune, Vista, and the Sun. All in that universal 12th house, which is what needs to be healed. And it's not getting healed, more or less. With Mercury in retrograde, you just gave magic a delusional area to just go, <laughs> I'm going to play and do whatever I want. Remember, magic is not positive or negative. It is not good or evil. Neptune creates the magic. Basically, Neptune is a creator energy and it, it can bring everything that you've ever wanted or it can also destroy you. So where are you taking that energy? Because Neptune in, is in its strongest place right now in Pisces, in the waters of that creation. But that is also that universal 12th house of all the denials and everything that's been going on. Like I said, this whole month is kind of like delusional news central, okay? Anything that can be created could be made in any direction and it can just be all kinds of wackadoo weird shit. More or less. Mercury wackadoo. is wackadoo. I'm telling you. <laughs> wackadoo. All right. Uh, it, this is also kind of like the liars are coming out of the closet for the next month. Now, nobody asked them. They can get their happy asses back in there. But the liars are coming out of the closet. It's it's kind of like I didn't necessarily Aww. mean to be a liar. But Aww. After all that validation this week, fuck. This is what I'm saying. Is It's false. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> the Mercury is going to be crossing back over Neptune, Vista, and the Sun. In that universal 12th house, where the denials are, where the lies are, where where your secrets are kept. So the, so the lies can come out really easily right now because it's very easy for them to not even mean to be a liar. But I kind of just blew things out of proportion and I promised that I could do this and I could do that and na 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 And then I can't keep up with any of what I actually said. This is That's kind of how the Pisces energy is. And with Mercury being in retrograde, you're going to be overly communicating with yourself yeah, in magic that's not necessarily true. All I heard was, don't date a Pisces. Well, no, everybody's going to be feeling that. <laughs> oh. 
everybody's going to be feeling that. So anyway. don't date anybody right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I was just saying, for the energy that's coming in, you want to make sure that, you know, you, you, you just really want to pay attention to what is true and what is not. And, and don't just believe anything that anybody tells you for the next month because like i said devil is in the details you need to pay attention to those details while mercury is in retrograde and neptune is the magic that can be created for the good or the evil and whatever it is that you want to take it with that's how it how it how it runs but it's not getting along with jupiter all month long jupiter is begging that magic to take a bit of a spiritual maturity you know instead of let me just free nelly and do whatever i want and i'll see if it all works out in the end and then you the end of the month and you're like what the fuck did i do all month long and I've put myself back three, you know, instead of stepping forward, one, two, three, you know, you've gone back 10 steps and you guys start all over. Remember the last month, all of that energy that was being raised by Chiron was before Chiron moved into Aries was speaking to you about all of those uh, denials and secrets and, you know, your skeletons in the closets were being raised. This was for the healing to be made. And I said over and over again that if you did not get that healing, if you did not rise up above that quicksand, that the quicksand was going to slam shut. This is that slamming shut because it's slamming shut and going directly into retrograde of Mercury. So that communication now is flipping over. And if you did not heal, you're about to be sucked in. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what is happening. Now, at the end of this week, though, Uranus is going to be moving in to Taurus. Now, I've been talking about this for almost two years, too. My ass is moving into a bull? Uranus, Uranus. How are Uranus? Uranus. Uranus? I always call it Uranus. Uranus. I've always heard it Uranus. (laughs) But if you're going to go vulgar, it's uh, Uranus. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, it's moving into Taurus. (laughs) There's a bull in your ass. Shut up. <laughs> okay, it's moving into Taurus. I've been talking about this just as long as I was talking about Chiron moving. Now, once it moves in, it's going to stay in Taurus until 2026. So it's not moving anytime soon. And in Taurus, as soon as it moves in, it's going to be revisiting its little stay from last year. So independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom. Speaking directly with your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem. And what did you learn last year with those subjects between May and November? Or what did you not learn? Because those areas of what it was trying to talk to you about last year when it jumped in there just from May to November, it's going to start off by reevaluating those very subjects and bringing that right back up so depending on where you were emotionally mentally spiritually with your independence your individuality your uniqueness your freedom but in the ways of your self-worth your self-value and your self-esteem as well as how will that also create within your personal possessions like your cell phone your money 
This is where it's going to start moving for until 2026. But it will start off by going back into the conversation it was having with you last year between May and November. Because it was there just for a small amount of time before it retrograded back into Aries. Now it's finally come in and it's going to stay here for good. And you're going to be noticing until 2026 that this energy with that independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, is going to be critiquing how you make that work with that self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. But it's also moved into the universal money house. So this is a way of helping it speak to you within that self-worth, self-value, and self-esteem of bringing it full circle to where you can also bring that money home. How you can bring that into your your life in a new way of maturing and growing with it. But it also speaks to us of small possessions. So certain things like your cell phone or your car, movable, pro movable possessions, you know, is going to be actually maturing over this time. Like I said, because this energy has moved in until now, 2026. But I always say when a big planet takes a major shift, it starts off by telling you, where you're not in order, where you're not working it out, where, where, where you're not up to par, so to speak, because it's got to clean all that funky junk out so that it can start putting you in the right direction. So it's going to go right into where are you lacking in your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, because it's keeping you from being able to be unchained. That's all that Uranus ever wants. Uranus wants to free you. It wants to free you up so that you can be any and everything you've always wanted to be, the authentic self that you are. It wants to take you out of the chains that somehow you've allowed yourself to be part of. And it's going to go directly into those energies. And that's going to be where it's going to be steering you for the next month, period. Now, if I go into this week alone, you have... Um, you have two T-squares, which is going to be taking place on March 1st and 2nd. T-squares are typically not comfortable energies. They are um, they're kind of like energies that are not harmonious, but if you can manage to work through it, you can find a positive outcome. But it will be difficult, and that's why it's not easy. Your north node is in your fourth house, which is speaking directly to you about the roots of who and what you are. It's also speaking about the self that you cannot get away from. It is the karmic self. It is speaking with Uranus, which is still in... Aries, and it's sitting there with Eris, which is talking not just about that independence, individuality, uniqueness, and freedom, but is also speaking to you about trouble and toil that you're still holding on to. What are you still pointing fingers at people for? What are you still feeling betrayed about? Because it's what's keeping you from shining as positively as you could. And, and, and moving forward. It is the kicker there that's trying to keep you from evolving from that core energy, that karmic energy, that soulful energy. It's keeping you from moving the the whole soulful self of yourself forward because of that uh, uh, trouble and toil. But it's going to be extra touchy this week because Venus is moving into Aquarius. Venus 
is not love. I can't say it enough times. Venus has everything to do with your sensitivities. It is how you feel about things. It is your emotional depths. It is also your physical depths. It's how you feel. It tells you what you love, what you like, and why. It tells you why you were betrayed and why it hurts and what are you going to do about it. Venus speaks to you about these sensitivities. Like I said, there is going to be something that's going to hit a little below the belt this week and you're going to want to point the fingers at it and like, like, like a dog just wanting to chew its head off you know, on the first and the second, and it's going to be br bringing up that energy, but there's something there that you need to rise above, basically, is what this energy is, is if you rise above it, it's kind of like getting kudos from the universe, and you're starting to learn and move forward. Then you have a chain reaction also throughout this whole week. Like I said, Venus is moving into Aquarius, so the sensitivity is getting a little ballsier than normal, a little bit more in your face, so to speak, than normal. Now you also have Pluto and Saturn, which is rules, walls, and boundaries. Along with the changes, death, decay, and destruction, change for renewal and, re and rebirth, speaking directly with those sensitivities in your outer community, which is not getting along with the core of who and what you are. It's not getting along with the roots of what created you to be who you are. There might be things about your roots in those in the roots of who, how, and what created you to be what you are that you may be finding you need to release and let go of because this has to do with karmic obstacles of moving forward because it's not getting along with those rules, walls, and boundaries. It's not getting along with that change. There's something about stepping into your soul self that you're fighting and it's going to keep you sensitive about picking it apart. However, it's getting along great with with uh, Mercury, which happens to be in shadow. Mercury at this week, until it goes retrograde, is still only communicating with the darker aspects of things, which then also is getting along great with Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. It's looking for what needs to be healed within your core, okay? And it's going right back over and it's not getting along well with Jupiter. So, this is all speaking to you about what you have to rise above for your higher self to get more authentically true. But what do you have to release in order to get there? There's, you, know, you always have to give something up in order to get something new. And this is speaking about, you know, soulfully stepping up to, not up to the plate, but soulfully going, I'm better than what I used to be. And just because this person did me ugly doesn't mean that I'm going to put up with it. Doesn't mean that I have to deal with it, but I can be the better person. But it also has to do with not lying to yourself and picking it apart. Because if you're allowing yourself to drive yourself batshit crazy, you're still doing what you've always done. It's about releasing it and letting go of it. How much more time do I still have? Three minutes. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, I hadn't seen them yet because you hadn't got to that point. Well, I was kind of shocked. That's why I looked at you. <laughs> you didn't look at me. You asked flat out on the air. God damn it. I'm sorry. Professionalism. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, we have uh, also we have Mars this week, which is... <laughs> 
We have Mars this week, which is getting along great with Saturn. Now, Mars is your warrior. It is your passion. It is your action. It is your aggression. And it's dealing with rules, walls, and boundaries. Now, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Your, your, your warrior is all up and ready to step up with that independence, individuality, uniqueness. And let me just, let me get in your face and say what I have to say. That is very much the energy that's coming in this week. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's always good to stand up for yourself. It's always good to set those new boundaries, those new walls, you know, and the new directions that you need to. The key here is, is are you doing it with the aspect of Pluto? Death, decay, and destruction for renewal, rebirth, and regeneration. Because if Pluto's energy for that reshifting for something new and positive to help soulfully move forward... If it's not there, then you're doing it from an egotistical point of view. And that's really what this comes down to, is is it coming from an egotistical point of view and you're just, let me step up and put everybody in their place, or are you stepping up because it's something that needs to be done and you're directing yourself in a proper, healthy, new direction, or not. Because it's really what this is all going to come down to when, as we're starting to move into these new directions. Like I said, it is this energy is simply backing up what is going on with Mercury's shadow energy. And like I said, Mercury is communication. It's communication with yourself and with others right now. And until it goes retrograde, I think on... It goes retrograde like in the next three days. So until it does, more or less, it is still in shadow. So you can't help it. Until Mercury goes retrograde and is only talking to you, you can't help it. You're kind of only looking for the dark aspects to pick apart. It's the way it's written. It's the way <laughs> it's written. It's the way the astrology is written, babe. I didn't write it. And I so it is written, <laughs> and so it shall be. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody, we love you, and we'll see you next week. May all your journeys be safe ones. Hey, aren't we going to be moving to 1030? We are. So if you caught that, because you're still here, then we're going to be moving to 1030 from now on, starting next week. I just wanted to throw that out there. And that's just to make sure that uh, our engineer doesn't pull his hair out and make uh, us more on time, and I don't pull my hair out. So I hope you guys uh, accept that, but most of y'all are probably listening on your own time anyway. So, <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Peace. Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet.